if you go to one of these kind of big anti-lockdown demonstrations we've seen this past summer, increasingly you're starting to see a small contingent from a thing called QAnon. And these demonstrations uh, have actually attracted quite a broad array of people. In some ways, they don't look anything like some of the traditional far-right demonstrations that we would have monitored, because lots of these people on these demonstrations are not necessarily far-right. These things have attracted broad age demographics, ranging from young people and teenagers through to lots of middle-aged women and older people from across all various different socioeconomic groups as well. So in some ways, these groups, while they've had far-right on them, they aren't necessarily traditional far-right demonstrations. Quite often, for example, at the big ones in London recently, we've heard speakers like David Icke, one of the world's most famous conspiracy theorists, but a conspiracy theorist that uh, has often in the past been extremely anti-Semitic. get this kind of weird mixture of people, some of which just don't want to have a lockdown. Some of people are anti-vaccine campaigners, anti-mask. Some people think 5G is this mad conspiracy. Some people think Jews run the world. And then there is involved in all of this, tying these things together. And, and sometimes with this additional conspiracy are these QAnon supporters. And these are people that you often see on the streets of dem demonstrations in London and Liverpool we've seen recently. will have a, a flag or a banner that says Q on it. Uh, and these people are campaigners or, or conspiracy theorists that believe there is a secret satanic paedophile ring running the world. And these people are at these demonstrations alongside these normal looking people and these other people and this kind of broad array of conspiracy theorists. This week, a major new report has been authored by my colleagues Gregory Davis and David Lawrence. It takes a look at QAnon's alarming spread in the United Kingdom and across the world. And a comment on a local news story took her to an internet conspiracy phenomenon known as QAnon. QAnon is in some ways a really bizarre theory that says that there is this huge conspiracy of child abusing, sometimes cannibals, they'll say, or a cabal at the very top of government and the media around the world, often kind of phrased as satanic paedophile rings and cults that secretly run the world. And, and it sounds outlandish, but it started on image boards used very popularly by the far right, things like 4chan, 8chan, uh, more recently. Someone started to post under the alias of Q, or QAnon as anonymous, and started to do what they called, or now called Q drops. Uh, this person was claiming to be a kind of high-level person within the deep state, understanding what was going on and telling the truth to the world. Over the, the past uh, couple of years, especially in America, in America we've started to see this movement grow, this movement that has come around this conspiracy theory, often with very dangerous effects so far in the United States. But now we're starting to see those, this conspiracy theory move over to the United Kingdom. Uh, one of the really worrying things is how the QAnon theory in some ways echoes many of the traditional far-right conspiracy theories like things like the New World Order, but also traditional anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about things like a blood libel, um, about a secret control of the world or secret Jewish control of the world, and this New World Order conspiracy that insinuates there is a cabal of bankers that secretly pull the strings of all governments. And so as it grows in the United Kingdom, one of the things that's really concerning is the idea that we're going to see a growth of a kind of normalization of conspiracy theories around Jewish control and anti-Semitic conspiracies. Let me ask you about QAnon. It is this theory that uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring and that you are the savior of that. 
Now, can you just once and for all state that that is completely not true so and disavow QAnon yeah. in its entirety? I know nothing about QAnon. I just told I you. I know very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. I hate to say that. I know nothing about it. I do know they are very much against uh, pedophilia. They fight it very hard. But I know nothing about it. They believe it, it is if a satanic like call run by the deep state. The subject, I'll tell you what I do know about. I know about Antifa and I know about the radical left and I know how violent they are and how vicious they are. QAnon emerged from the hyper-partisan world of American politics, where it has served essentially to slander opponents of Donald Trump by insinuating many of them, most famously Hillary Clinton, are actually satanic worshipping paedophiles. But as it's grown and spread geographically and spread around the world, we can say that the conspiracy theory has started to change in some ways, or, or certainly become broader, started to uh, take on more domestic issues and talk about more domestic people. So it's not necessarily Hillary Clinton in America, but in the United Kingdom, they talk about British politicians and secret cabals within Britain as well. So the spread of the pandemic coincided actually with the decentralization of QAnon or the spread of it to Europe into a, a broader and less uniform form that in the report my colleagues term eclectic QAnon. And eclectic QAnon is largely decoupled from things like Q drops that we mentioned and orthodox QAnon influences in North America. And it downplays many references to American political figures. It does away with much of the dense jargon of kind of more traditional QAnon and focuses on broader conspiratorial notions such as those about elites, child trafficking cults, and thereby translating to other national contexts much more successfully. So in Germany, for example, QAnon is fused with the Reichsbürger movement. In France, it is falsely claimed by QAnon adherents that the Yellow Vest protests were triggered by Q. But the most illustrative example of conspiracies adapting is the former Yugoslavia, where Serbian nationalists use Q groups and memes to beat the drum for Serbian dominance over Kosovo. This is also the best example of how the conspiracy theory can fall apart as it becomes too broad. Uh, Trump's recent support for the normalization of relationships between Kosovo and Serbia has left Serbian Q adherents livid. Items like toilet roll, hand sanitizer and pasta are now increasingly hard to come by as coronavirus-linked panic buying So continues. if we look at QAnon in the UK, I mean, in many ways, it remains an exceedingly niche interest in the United Kingdom. Uh, for the first two and a half years it existed from about 2018. And prior to March this year, uh, my colleagues who spend their lives looking at these kind of Facebook groups that Q were on, um, identified just three UK-specific Facebook groups devoted to QAnon with a combined membership less than 5,000. But this was actually to change quite quickly with the onset of the pandemic. So new QAnon groups began to spring up regularly and Facebook data cited by Wired magazine shows an 800% increase in the membership uh, of the top 20 UK QAnon-oriented open groups that were regularly posting about QAnon or QAnon-adjacent themes in the period between the 1st of March and 18th of September this year. And that grew to roughly 160,000 members. So British conspiracy theorists have kind of refocused the theory to incorporate UK issues such as the Operation Utree and Operation Conifer investigations into historical child exploitation and Prince Andrew's implications in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal and the disappearance of people like Madeleine McCann. In simple terms. In simple terms, there is a predator race which take a reptile, reptilian form. 
They're feeding off humanity. They've turned humanity into a slave race. They demand human sacrifice. That's where Satanism comes in. They feed off human energy, particularly feed off the energy of children. So while QAnon has kind of emerged out of America in the last few years, there are some kind of antecedents or forebearers of this movement that have been pushing these sorts of or similar ideas to this uh, for many, many decades. And probably the most famous of them or most important of them in the UK is, is a guy called David Icke. Now, David Icke is, uh, started off as a, actually a professional footballer, um, but then best became known as almost a bit of a laughing stock with these conspiracies that the world was run by a secret cabal of kind of shape-shifting reptiles. Uh, and he became a bit of a joke, but he's managed to create this pretty vast following where he plays to huge arenas around the country sometimes and talks for hours on end. And it, it would be quite easy to, to write him off as uh, a bit mad or saying that the ideas are ridiculous, but, but actually quite often at its core, there's some really quite extreme anti-Semitism. David Icke argues about this kind of secret cabal that runs the world, and he often points to what he calls things like Rothschild Zionists, which are really clear anti-Semitic tropes. Uh, and it feeds in and echoes traditional anti-Semitic conspiracy theories like the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, and these long-standing conspiracies about secret Jewish control and disproportionate Jewish power. And David Icke has been pushing these ideas to big crowds across the UK for decades now. And I don't think there's any great surprise if we look at some of these demonstrations that have had people from Q on them this summer in the UK, David Icke has addressed them. His son has also been at them. Uh, for many of the people who support Q and uh, become or would class themselves as Q supporters, David Icke is a big figure for them. And he speaks to them and he speaks the same language uh, as they do and pushes the same types of conspiracy theories. There's no better example of that than on the street demonstrations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here, QAnon protesters are an indivisible part of the broader anti-lockdown protests, an increasingly vocal presence. And among these crowds are some of the people that Hope Not Hate are very familiar with. Uh, James Thring, for example, can be seen on one of them, a, a notorious anti-Semite Holocaust denier. Uh, Louis Capaldi, a neo-Nazi member of Combat 18 Splinter, the racial volunteer force, was seen at one. And members of the Islamophobic party for Britain mingled with anti-vaxxers of all demographics. At one of these protests, an old British Union of Fascist flag was even flown in pride of place over one of the walls in Trafalgar Square. And this poses the question of if the far right and the radical right will adopt the narratives of Q and how much it should be of concern for anti-fascists. And this is something that my colleagues have looked at in quite a bit of depth in the report. So QAnon is not a solely right-wing phenomenon, drawing supports from across the political spectrum, but, but it has developed pockets of support among the British radical and far right. Whilst the spread of the theory has so far largely been limited to an individual rather than organisational basis, 
QAnon has found proponents among a handful of influential online figures and its narratives are being taken up and taken hold of by far-right Facebook groups and street movements. Now, the significant areas of crossover between the QAnon worldview and pre-existing far-right conspiracy theories and populist narratives has facilitated this spread and provides opportunities for further cross-pollination. Distinctively American political ideologies and styles often fail to translate to UK audiences and orthodox QAnon, as we call it in the report, has jarred with sections of the British right wing who have variously rejected the theory as a psyop uh, that appeals only to gullible people or to Trumpian, uh, disdaining its Americanizing influence. There is a degree of tension between the strong anti-royalist streak of QAnon and British nationalism, which may have played a role in limiting its spread. But QAnon insinuates uh, that the Queen is corrupt and UK-orientated QAnon narratives have heavily promoted the notion that various members of the House of Windsor are paedophilic Satanists. Uh, such narratives may have been off-putting for some who would otherwise approve of its pro-Trump narrative. Republican Senator Ben Sass said, quote, QAnon is nuts and real leaders call conspiracy theories conspiracy theories. He may be Why right. not just say it's crazy and not true? He may be right. I just don't know about QAnon. You do know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. You Let me tell ask me you another about thing. It. Let's waste a whole show. Uh, you start off with white supremacy, I denounce it. You start off with something else, let's go. Keep asking me these okay. questions. I but, do have but one let, more let on me this just, Let me just tell you, what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia. And I agree with that. I mean, I do agree okay. with that. And I agree but with it But there's not a strongly. satanic uh, pedophile cult no they run by. I have no idea. You don't about know that? that? Okay. No, I don't know you that. You just and this and week. do you know that. Okay, just this week why, you why retweeted. Why are you asking me about... Antifa, why aren't you asking me you about just, the radical you, left? You're why aren't you asking Joe Biden questions about why doesn't he condemn Antifa? Notably, the remnants of the British alternative right, which mobilized behind Trump in 2015-16 campaign, have also largely ignored or rejected the theory. Some of the culturally concerned alt-light deem QAnon as a PR risk, for example, the professional conspiracy theorist Paul Joseph Watson complaining that it makes conservatives look like what he calls swivel-eyed lunatics. Uh, for some on the racially obsessed alt-right, the more extreme end, the theory is not racist enough. Uh, Morgoth, for example, a, a British alt-right figure, observes that despite QAnon spreading among otherwise non-political Brits, it fails to address demographics and political correctness, rendering it what he calls a sanitized version of the alt-right. There are, however, significant shared narratives and concerns that have facilitated the intermingling of QAnon and the British far right. Conspiracy theories and populism both employ a binary worldview that divides societies between corrupt or evil elites and the pure or unknowing people, a framework that contextualizes fears and hardships by personifying them into an identifiable enemy. British white-wing rhetoric has exploited the deep political and cultural divides in the UK and an intense distrust of London-centric political and media elites, as well as shadowy globalists in the European Union. The turmoil of the COVID-19 pandemic and the subsequent government measures has exacerbated this pre-existing distrust and has facilitated an explosion of anti-lockdown, anti-5G and anti-vaccine conspiracy theorising, which has proved popular, as we have reported elsewhere, uh, amongst sections of the British far right. Belief in one conspiracy theory signifies an openness to others. Uh, in some ways, QAnon is particularly well suited for adoption by right-wing reactionaries who present themselves as chivalrous protectors of the nation and the family, 
and so have long stoked fears about rapacious and in recent decades South Asian and Muslim child abuses preying on white children. Uh, children play a symbolic role in the nationalist discourse, representing the innocence of the nation as a whole, and so invoking a threat to children is an effective way of mobilizing support against a group of people. For age-old anti-Semitic myths to the exploitation of the grooming gang scandals, such discourses reflect both genuine fears, but also a cynical political tactic, presenting an enemy as child molesters, murderers, and at the most conspiratorial end, cannibals, uh, is the most effective and unequivocal way to demonize them. This crossover has facilitated the coalescence of QAnon and sections of the radical and far right around shared concerns. A notable recent example being the August 2020 furor around the Netflix film Cuties. It's a coming-of-age drama exploring the role of social media in sexualizing children. Netflix promotion of the filming, which included a poster featuring prepubescent children in suggestive poses, sparked an intense backlash. Uniting QAnon converts and the likes of Stephen Yatsi Lennon, aka Tommy Robinson, against what they called nonce flicks. For QAnon supporters, Cuties is further evidence of widespread child abuse in Hollywood and the wider entertainment industry, and an attempt to corrupt viewers to make them more amenable to paedophilia. For the far right, it indicates the continued decay of traditional values and the West as a whole, a sentiment which for some is fueling this long-standing cultural Marxism conspiracy theory, which alleges that sinister left-wingers embedded in cultural and political institutions are working to brainwash populations and undermine the West. Strains of this theory fixate on supposed plots to sexualize children and normalize paedophilia, and QAnon and adjacent theories such as Pizzagate are easily incorporated into this narrative. The notion that predates cultural Marxism as sexually targeting children is particularly popular with anti-Semites, who regard it as one means by which Jews are attempting to subjugate or eradicate whites. This, alongside numerous other anti-Semitic tropes, are pretty pervasive in QAnon, that has led to discussions among the extreme right about exploiting the theory to radicalize people into Jew hatred. A post shared on Nazi Telegram channels claimed that whilst QAnon is what they call retarded, it, quote, serves as an opportunity to breach the gap and awaken people to whom truly rule us. Indeed, some opportunistic anti-Semites appear to be tailoring their content to resonate with the theory. The Nazi and leader of patriotic alternative Mark Collett addresses cuties in a video titled They Want to Sexually Abuse Your Children, in which he states that the establishment and the media are coming for your children and desire, quote, a world where twisted perverts can pick up a child prostitute with no fear of recrimination. Sections of the extreme right are also adopting QAnon terminology with reference to adrenochrome becoming increasingly popular on anti-Semitic telegram channels. The overlap between QAnon and the far right has seen several prominent figures with large online followings flirt with or even openly adopt the theory. The most significant of these is Gerard Batten, the former UKIP leader, veteran anti-Muslim activist and a key figure in a series of far-right street demonstrations in 2018 and 19, many of which were focused on grooming gangs. Batten, who currently boasts 70,000 Twitter followers, has a strong conspiratorial streak, having promoted the notion of, quote, you know, a shadow world government and cultural Marxism for years. His conspiracy theorizing has intensified notably during the pandemic, alleging that the virus is a bioweapon and that lockdown measures are a sinister elite power grab. In April, Batten wrote approvingly of the Pizzagate film, Out of the Shadows, and in July he wrote the BBC attacking QAnon 
tells you there must be something in it. We know the deep state organized the Russiagate coup against Trump and failed. We know Epstein ran a pedo ring to compromise powerful figures. How much else will prove true? Time will tell. However, whilst he has made other claims about Pizzagate and Trump's alleged war against the deep state, QAnon appears a fringe interest for Batten and he's yet to embrace it fully. Brian Sylvester, a disgraced former UKIP councillor and former leading figure in the anti-Muslim For Britain party, appears more dedicated. Sylvester has built up a 50,000 following on Twitter through Islamophobia, but has focused on what he calls the scandemic since the onset of COVID-19. Sylvester has promoted QAnon sporadically since December 2017, but appears to have embraced the theory in a more serious manner this year, including making an appearance on the Charlie Ward show. Another figure is David Vance of the Alt News Media blog, who had 170,000 followers before his Twitter account was deleted in September. Vance has pushed posts including the QAnon hashtag as far back as August 2018, but as the posts concern generic right-wing talking points, it's unclear if he fully grasped their meaning. While Batten and Sylvester have significant social media and followings, they are both currently politically homeless, meaning they cannot exert direct influence on an organisation. Members of a wide variety of radical and far-right parties, including UKIP, Poor Britain, and the Five Star Direct Democracy Party, formerly Democrats and Veterans, have endorsed QAnon, but the theory has spread most significantly into the English Democrats, a minor group that focuses on English rather than British nationalism. The loudest of the English Democrats' QAnon advocates is Graham Moore, aka Daddy Dragon, owner of a 22,000 subscriber YouTube channel where he broadcasts his full breakfast show and his various stunts, for example, flying a Trump banner via large balloons bearing the letter Q outside Windsor Castle. The anti-British state attitude of English Democrats to some extent chimes with the anti-deep state rhetoric of QAnon and more in particular makes heavy use of pro-personal sovereignty politics similar to that of the American right. The party is, however, a minor force standing just five candidates at the 2019 general election, with more receiving just 1.2% of the vote. A more concerning development is QAnon's inroads into right-wing street movements. One fringe group that appears susceptible to the theory is the Nottingham-based British Street Commandos, a pseudo-military outfit in which former English Defence League leader Tim Ablett has been active. A prominent poster for one of the group's events featured QAnon iconography, and members of the group attended a 22nd of August Justice for All rally, also advertised as the Great Awakening March, which brought as many as 1,000 onto the streets of Nottingham. The official promotion of the event advertised the seemingly unconnected aims of raising awareness of veterans' affairs, mental health and related suicide slash child abuse grooming gangs, which was explained by the QAnon beliefs of the chief organiser of the march, military veteran Dean Cumberbatch. In a video prior to the event, he uttered the Q slogan, where we go one, we go all, and claimed he is well aware of the satanic rituals. He also claimed to have contact with, quote, a general from Q, and quote, a group from Q named the Punishers. We're changing dark to light, you evil scum, he said. QAnon iconography was clearly visible at the event, as were the signs of various far-right groups, including open Nazis, in some of which Cumberpatch actually devoured later in strong terms. But Q symbols were also visible at a 5th of September far-right demonstration in Dover, held to protest against what they call the invasion of immigrants into the country, alongside signs with slogans such as Save Our Children, End Human Meat. There were 10 arrests at the event. Another example is the remnants of the Swindon Yellow Vests, led by former UKIP candidate Martin Costello, 
who held a tiny Save Our Children event in Swindon Town Centre. Costello, who has used QAnon hashtags, was formerly a leading figure in Make Britain Great Again, an oddball Trump-worshipping group obsessed with cultural Marxism. Make Britain Great Again is best known for a 2018 incident in which Costello and 11 others entered the left-wing bookshop Bookmarks in London with members of the group chanting Trump and one abusing staff as fucking paedophile lovers. QAnon has yet to spread wholesale into the British radical and far right, currently featuring as one of the myriad of fragmented concerns. However, its potent blend of anti-elitism and exploitation of deep-seated fears combined with a growth of anti-COVID-19 conspiracy theories means that there is room for far-right converts and opportunists to take up its mantle and spread the theory further. I believe some of the theories could be true. I believe some of them are great fairy tales. The difficulty with QAnon is that when you talk about it, in some ways it sounds so ludicrous. You know, this group of people that believe there's a secret satanic paedophile ring running the world, and, and it's almost easy to dismiss it. Now, in America, of course, we've seen people pick up guns uh, and do really dangerous things off the back of this conspiracy theory. But it also, in the UK, poses a, a series of other threats as well. I mean, firstly, anti-Semitic tropes are inherent in this theory. Um, while some followers may be consciously anti-Semitic and others may not, this conspiracy theory demands this idea that there's a secret cabal running the world and, and the crossovers with traditional anti-Semitism are just so strong. And so it could open those ideas to a new audience. There's also space, for, as we've said, for like far-right exploitation of this. Um, you've had some pretty big demonstrations this summer um, around these sorts of ideas and the far-right will certainly be looking to jump on that and try and attract new people. There's a broader issue of how it might affect our society. I mean, in some ways, QAnon and, and its ideas could create a more dangerous distrust in institutions of, of British democracy. All conspiracy theories in some ways exploit and compound distrust to some degree, um, which can, you know, sometimes isn't wholly bad. But right now, in some ways, these theories could well undermine things like democratic institutions and people's trust in experts more broadly. In some really dangerous cases, that will be anti-vaccine stuff things that are going to become increasingly important through this pandemic. Another big problem, I think, is, is that QAnon risks obscuring genuine child abuse and, and hampering le legitimate efforts to better child welfare. Some of the people in QAnon have been attacking the people at major charities like Save the Children and things, and I'm trying to undermine genuinely good work which is being done by those groups. And, and I think that's really, really worrying. And then finally, I think, the kind of highly emotive narratives at the core of QAnon have the potential to inspire disruption, harassment, and as we've seen in America, in some cases, actual genuine acts of violence. So I think across the board, while as yet in the UK, it's important to say we haven't seen any of the more dangerous elements that we've seen in North America, there is that possibility in the UK, and that's something that's really worrying. So with all that said, I think it's really, really important if you get a few minutes spare to, to have a read of the report, um, it's out now, it's on our website, it's on the homepage, it's called QAnon in the UK, The Growth of a Movement. It's by my colleagues David Lawrence and Gregory Davis, and they really are kind of leading experts in the UK on QAnon, and, and they're heading up uh, a new conspiracy theory and misinformation research unit at Hope Not Hate. So go to the website, please do have a read of it, and there's some really interesting polling in there as well that tells you about the extent of it. It, it says that there's about 5 to 6% of people in the United Kingdom claim to have both heard of QAnon 
and say that they support it. But there's loads of interesting stats and data in there that will kind of help you get to the bottom of this phenomenon and understand what it is more de in detail and why it's dangerous. Uh, so please do go and have a read.